Section 6 of Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy by C. Jackson Craven. Matter is energy. Energy is matter. And nuclei contain energy so far in the story about man's curiosity concerning the fundamental nature and structure of matter the development of ideas about structure has been emphasized we will now take a brief look at a development which strongly influenced our ideas about the fundamental nature of matter in eighteen eighty seven reports appeared on a famous study often referred to as the Michelson-Morley experiment, which was aimed at determining the Earth's speed through absolute space. The entirely unexpected result of the experiment had a great impact on the concepts of space and time. We will here concern ourselves with just one outcome of the experiment. In 1905, a young German-born physics student named Albert Einstein who was working as a patent examiner in Switzerland, published three papers, each of which had a profound effect on a different field of physics. One of the papers dealt with some peculiar speculations about space and time, which began to interest him when he was studying the Michelson-Morley experiment. The contents of the paper are now referred to as the Special Theory of Relativity. This paper contains several predictions that seemed incredible to the average physicist of that day. These predictions have, however, long since been proved valid. One of Einstein's predictions had to do with the equivalence of matter and energy. Until 1905, matter had been considered as something that has mass or inertia. Energy, on the other hand, had been regarded as the ability to do work. It was believed that the two were as different from each other as, say, a square yard is different from an hour. Einstein's theory, however, implies that matter and energy are merely two different manifestations of the same fundamental physical reality, and that each may be converted into the other according to the famous equation E equals mc squared, where E equals quantity of energy m quantity of matter and c speed of light in a vacuum nuclei contain energy one more piece of information must be fitted into the story of the atom before it becomes clear why some people began to realize during the nineteen twenties that atomic nuclei contained vast stores of energy that might some day revolutionize civilization this last item has to do with a nuclear phenomenon known as the packing fraction. Since any nucleus consists of a certain number of protons and neutrons, it seems logical that the total weight of the nucleus would be determined by adding together the individual weights of the particles in it. When mass spectrographs of sufficiently high accuracy became available, however, it was found that in the case of nuclear weights, the whole was not equal to the sum of the parts. All nuclei, except hydrogen, weigh less 
than the sum of the weights of the particles in them. For example, the atomic weight of a proton is 1.00812, and that of a neutron is 1.00893. These are relative weights based on an internationally accepted scale. It would seem, then, that a nucleus of helium containing two protons and two neutrons should have an atomic weight of two times 1.00812 plus two times 1.00893 or 4.0341. Actually, the atomic weight of helium, as measured by the mass spectrograph, is only 4.0039. What happens to the missing atomic weight of 0 0.0302? Physicists now realize that, as postulated in Einstein's formula, it must be converted into energy. The conversion occurs when the protons and neutrons are drawn together into a helium nucleus by the powerful nuclear forces between them. When the missing atomic weight of 0 0.0302 is multiplied by the square of the velocity of light according to Einstein's theory, it is found to represent a tremendous amount of energy. Indeed, the energy released in forming a helium nucleus from two protons and two neutrons turns out to be seven million times that released when a carbon atom combines with an oxygen molecule to produce a molecule of carbon dioxide in the familiar process of combustion. The general behavior of such losses in atomic weight for atoms throughout the periodic table had been determined as early as 1927, largely through the work of Aston, the English scientist who developed the first mass spectrograph. His results show that, in general, if two light nuclei combine to form a heavier one, the new nucleus does not weigh as much as the sum of the original ones. This behavior continues up to the level of the so-called transition metals, iron, nickel, and cobalt, in the periodic table. But if two nuclei heavier than iron are coalesced into a single very heavy nucleus found near the end of the periodic table, such as uranium, the new nucleus weighs more than the sum of the two nuclei that formed it. Thus, if a very heavy nucleus could be divided into parts, energy would be released, and the sum of the weights of the fragments would be less than that of the original nucleus. In these two types of nuclear reactions, a small amount of matter would actually vanish. Einstein's special theory of relativity states that the vanished matter would reappear as an enormous quantity of energy. During the late 1920s, scientists began saying that a small amount of matter could supply enough energy to drive a large ship across the ocean. As we know, this prediction has since been borne out by the performance of nuclear submarines and surface vessels. End of section 6